What's up, podcast listeners? Welcome to the show. This is going to be a real quick show. This is going to be right off the cuff. It's no no prep work, no nothing, because I think I've stumbled upon something pretty weird, and I feel like this IRS whistleblower is not what people expect, and I just don't have a good feeling about this, folks, and I'm going to tell you why. So first, let me get into, essentially, if you haven't heard, there's this IRS whistleblower who is uh, who's alleging that the DOJ is thwarting criminal prosecution of Hunter Biden. So essentially, he's a high-level IRS agent that works in the criminal division, and he's asking Congress for whistleblower protection. Nobody knows who he is. No one even really knows what kind of evidence he has to make these claims. So Jim Jordan's going to obviously give him the whistleblower protection he's seeking, and they're going to hear him out. They're probably going to make him testify, probably a transcribed interview. I'd imagine it's probably not going to be recorded because he's a whistleblower. Obviously, if he's a whistleblower, they can't have his name and his picture up on the TV. So that was that was what we were dealing with with Adam Schiff. You guys remember when that liar Adam Schiff came out and said that um, he, he had this whistleblower, that the walls were closing in on Trump, and this whistleblower was giving him all this evidence, yada, yada, yada. And nobody could even say the man's name on YouTube or any social media platform, or you would be banned. It was so bizarre. I've never seen anything like it. Well, rest assured, folks, that the Democrats are most certainly looking for who this guy is right now. They will find out who he is, and they will leak his name. It's just a matter of time. They will intimidate him and they will send the mob out for him just like they do with everything else because Democrats are playing for blood. Democrats want blood. They have declared war on this republic, and that's exactly what we're dealing with right now. So, But I will say this. I have a a, a pretty bad feeling about this IRS agent, and, and, and I may be wrong. It just may be a conspiracy theory, but I think I'm on to something, and I know it's going to go against the grain of from what everybody else is saying. But Republicans need to be careful with this whistleblower, and I'll tell you why. So I have an article here from Just the News, hat tip to John Solomon, dated April 20th. And it says, the decorated supervisory IRS agent has reported to the Justice Department's top watchdog that federal prosecutors appointed by Joe Biden have engaged in preferential treatment and politics to block criminal tax charges against presidential son Hunter Biden. Providing evidence as a whistleblower that conflicts with Attorney General Merrick Garland's recent testimony to Congress that the decision to bring charges against Biden was being left to the Trump-appointed U.S. attorney for Delaware. So a few episodes back, you guys remember me saying that this this district attorney from Delaware, uh, Weiss, uh, I, I forget what his name is, uh, David Weiss, and he's the district attorney. He's the one that is running the grand jury on the Hunter Biden investigation in Delaware. Well, folks, he's been doing this for over four years. He's had this grand jury and he's been doing this investigation. You mean to tell me this guy has been investigating Hunter Biden for four years when you got a laptop, documents, emails, photos, contacts, receipts, videos, business partners, eyewitnesses, secondhand witnesses, and you're doing an investigation for four years in front of a grand jury? I don't think so. So obviously there's some corruption going on. There's obviously protection happening because of political reasons behind it. So and that's exactly what's happening. So back to the article. 
According to a letter from the whistleblower's attorney, Mark Little, to Congress obtained by Just the News, the IRS agent revealed he is seeking to provide detailed disclosures about a high-profile, sensitive case to the tax writing committees in Congress, which have special authority under federal tax privacy laws to receive such information. That could pave the way to share the details with other committees in coming weeks. The letter does not state that the whistleblower disclosures are related to Hunter Biden. However, just the news has independently confirmed that agents' allegations involved the Hunter Biden probe being led by Delaware U.S. Attorney David Weiss, a Trump holdover, according to multiple interviews with people directly familiar with the matter. Okay, so I did listen to that interview on the John Solomon Show. Great interview. Essentially, the guy is doing everything by the book. The whistleblower has came out. He blew the whistle internally to obviously his his immediate superiors in the IRS and I believe in the FBI saying, yo, look, there's different there's different treatment happening here. The, the things that are supposed to be happening aren't happening. And I'm just letting you know. Well, apparently nobody was doing anything about it. Go figure, because I assure you, if it had the last name Trump, it would have been 15 grand juries, two special counsels and 25 investigations and a partridge in a pear tree in about four weeks. But here it's four years. And because it, because nobody wants to do anything about it because his last name is Biden. So in a letter Wednesday to Republicans and Democrats overseeing multiple oversight committees in Congress, Little wrote the protected disclosures. Number one, contradict sworn testimony to Congress by a senior political appointee. Number two, involve failure to mitigate clear conflicts of interest in the ultimate disposition of the case. And number three, detail examples of preferential treatment in politics and properly infecting decisions and protocols that would normally be followed by career law enforcement professionals in similar circumstances if the subject were not politically connected. So this is essentially what this is what this guy is claiming he wants to do and what he wants to blow the whistle on. This is what worries me. What worries me is this attorney, Mark Little. Um, let's see here. So Mark Little claims that the IRS agent has a sterling record investigating tax crimes across the globe, including work on high-profile Swiss bank prosecutions and has won several merit awards. So he's basically trying to he's trying to prove his credibility, the IRS, the, the whistleblower. He's trying to say this guy's an outstanding guy, has impeccable merit. And he's he's the real deal. So the article continues his emergence now in such a politically charged case is certain to inflame a debate over unequal justice in Washington. The whistleblower originally approached the IRS internal watchdog and Congress late last year with the help of prominent Democrat lawyer Mark Zed, who previously represented clients whose allegations about a call with the Ukrainian president led to Donald Trump's first impeachment in 2019. Not exactly the attorney you would want to go to if you're talking about corruption. If you're talking about a uh, if you're talking about a guy who who was helping the completely partisan impeachment process against Donald Trump and the Ukraine when Joe Biden did the exact same thing. So they accused Donald Trump of withholding aid to Ukraine as a bribe. And then Joe Biden goes on stage and essentially does the exact same thing, except with a billion dollars worth of aid if they didn't fire a prosecutor that was investigating his son that had a board seat at a corrupt gas company in Ukraine getting paid a million dollars a year. Yeah, that was a mouthful, right? Because that's exactly what happened. That's what Biden did. And then and Joe Biden is walking around free. He actually won the presidency 
shortly after that. So go figure. They impeach one man for doing something and they don't impeach the other guy for doing the same thing, but much, much worse. And he wasn't even president. So but I digress. That's for another show. We're going to get into that in a later episode. So again, so this whistleblower initially went to this Mark Zed guy that helped with the the Trump impeachment. Not exactly the kind of people you want to go to, but okay, so let's go on. The agent subsequently hired Little, a former federal prosecutor with significant experience in prosecuting complex tax matters with the Justice Department's tax division. Little also represented former, okay, get this, Little also represented former Twitter head of trust and safety Yoel Roth in his recent congressional testimony and is currently defending a former FBI supervisor named Timothy Tebolt, who has been accused of pro-Biden political bias in anonymous whistleblower disclosures to the offices of Senators Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson and House Judiciary Committee Chairman Jim Jordan. This is why I do not trust this lawyer that is representing this whistleblower. This is why I do not trust this whistleblower. I do not trust this entire scenario. So this is why people need to watch out for this entire situation, because you have to understand that the way politics works, and especially in Washington, D.C., is everybody knows each other. Everybody's friends. Everybody, everybody. It's nepotism at its highest level, man. It's a, it's a giant. It's a giant club. It is an elite club, the Washington, D.C. politics. And when you have a lawyer that is representing Yoel Roth, who essentially colluded with the United States government and the FBI to sway an election in, in 2020 by censoring Republicans and conservatives and censoring the Hunter Biden laptop story from The New York Post. Okay, that's who that's one of the people he's representing. And then the other person he's representing is Timothy Tebolt. So I have an article here from Twitchy and it's dated April 1st, 2023. The Washington Times learned that Timothy Tebolt, an assistant special agent in charge, was forced to leave his post. The information came from two former FBI officials familiar with the situation. It is not clear whether Mr. Tebolt left on his own accord or was forced out of the bureau Okay, so just like James Comey, these FBI clowns refuse to bow out gracefully. Well, T-Bolt has been relatively quiet, but his girlfriend is defending his honor, saying that the whistleblowers who wanted revenge on T-Bolt aren't as anonymous as they think they are. This is why people need to be careful with this whistleblower. I'm telling you, man, these are all connected somehow. So here's a tweet from Greg Price. Breaking, I found the Twitter account of disgraced FBI agent Timothy Tebolt's girlfriend. Her posts suggest that the FBI is going to retaliate against the whistleblowers who came forward to Congress about him covering up Hunter Biden's laptop. Follow along. So as you may recall, Timothy Tebolt was one of the FBI agents who was in charge of the Hunter Biden laptop investigation. Whistleblowers came forward to Senator Chuck Grassley in July, alleging that he deliberately suppressed the laptop before the 2020 election. So I ask you, would it make sense for this IRS whistleblower that supposedly has incriminating evidence of essentially investigatorial malfeasance in the investigations involving Hunter Biden? Okay, let me see if I can reword this. So you mean to tell me that the same lawyer who's representing Yoel Roth in the weaponization of our government, essentially, by by subsequently colluding 
with Twitter and the United States government and the FBI to censor a story to sway an election. Okay, that's one of the people this lawyer is representing. And the other person is Timothy Tebolt, who suppressed the Hunter laptop story to begin with. And now that same lawyer is representing this whistleblower. I don't know, folks. I don't know. It seems kind of fishy to me. Why would this lawyer represent two of these scumbags that are obviously pro-Biden, and then he's going to represent this supposed IRS whistleblower that is trying to call out corruption on Hunter Biden, on the Hunter Biden investigation? I don't know, folks. It doesn't sound right to me. Look, don't hate the messenger. I'm just putting these two things together. I think I, I think the Republicans are being misled here. I think this is a trap of some sort. I don't know why and I don't know how, but um, there's another tweet by Greg Price here. Whistleblowers also came to Representative Jim Jordan's office alleging T-Bolt was using cases related to January 6th to, quote, overstate the threat of domestic violent extremism in America. He would resign from the bureau after his anti-Trump tweets surfaced. Again, so this guy who obviously hates Donald Trump, who's obviously suffering from Trump derangement syndrome, who suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop, an FBI agent. Okay, this is an FBI agent, a government official at the FBI, a field agent, suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop or or the at least the investigation. So I'd imagine Timothy Tebolt was supposedly one of the guys that talked to Tony Bobulinski. Tony Bobulinski is the guy that came out and said back in October of 2020, before the election, that Joe Biden was the big guy. Or here, you know what? I have I have his audio here. Good evening. My name is Tony Bobulinski. I served as a lieutenant in the United States Navy. I just so happen to have this clearance. audio, so might as well play it. My father and grandfather both served for decades in our country's armed forces. Since leaving the Navy, I've been involved in various successful businesses both in this country and abroad. I'm making this statement to set the record straight about the involvement of the Biden family, Vice President Biden, his brother Jim Biden, and his son Hunter Biden, in dealings with the Chinese. I've heard Joe Biden say that he's never discussed business with Hunter. That is false. I have firsthand knowledge about this because I directly dealt with the Biden family, including Joe Biden. I have also heard that Vice President Biden said on Tuesday that Senator Ron Johnson, the chair of the Senate Homeland Security Committee, should be ashamed for suggesting that Biden family sought to profit from their name. Well, here are the facts I know, and everything I'm saying is corroborated by emails, WhatsApp chats, agreements, documents, and other evidence. And the American people can judge for themselves. I brought, I guess, for record, three phones that spanned the years 2015 through 2018. These phones have never been held by anybody else besides myself. I was told this past Sunday by somebody who was also involved in this matter that if I went public this information, it'd be, it would bury all of us, man. The Bidens included. I have no wish to bury anyone. I've never been political. The few contributions I have made have been to Democrats. But what I am is a patriot and a veteran. To protect my family name 
and my business reputation, I need to ensure that the true facts are out there. In late 2015, I was approached by James Gillier, whom I had known for many years, about joining him in a deal which he said would involve the Chinese state-owned enterprise, CEFC China Energy, and what he called one of the most prominent families in the United States. I was informed first by Gillier, and then by Hunter Biden, and by Rob Walker, who was working with the Bidens, that the Bidens wanted to form a new entity with CFC, which was to invest in infrastructure, real estate, and technology in the U.S. and around the world. And the entity would initially be capitalized with $10 million and then grow to billions of dollars of investment capital. After months of discussion, I agreed at Gillier and Hunter Biden's request to become CEO of the entity to be called Sinohawk. Sino representing the Chinese side, Hawk representing Hunter Biden's brother Bo's favorite animal. And between February and May 2017, we exchanged numerous emails, documents, and WhatsApp messages concerning Sinohawk and its potential business. On May 2nd, 2017, the night before Joe Biden was to appear at the Milken Conference, I was introduced to Joe Biden by Jim Biden and Hunter Biden. At, and at my approximately hour-long meeting with Joe, that night we discussed the Biden's history, the Biden's family business plans with the Chinese, with which he was plainly familiar, at least at a high level. After that meeting, I had numerous communications with Hunter, Walker, Gillier, and Jim Biden regarding the allocation of the equity ownership of Sinohawk. On May 13, 2017, I received an email concerning allocation of equity, which says 10% held by H for the big guy. In that email, there's no question that H stands for Hunter, big guy for his father, Joe Biden and Jim for Jim Biden. In fact, Hunter often referred to his father as the big guy or my chairman. On numerous occasions, it was made clear to me that Joe Biden's involvement was not to be mentioned in writing, but only face to face. In fact, I was advised by Gillier and Walker that Hunter and Jim Biden were paranoid about keeping Joe Biden's involvement secret. I also had a disagreement with Hunter about the funds CFC was contributing to Sinohawk. Hunter wanted $5 million of those funds to go to himself and his family, so he wanted the funds wired directly to an entity affiliated with him. I objected because that was contrary to our written agreements concerning Sinohawk. He said, referring to the chairman, his father, that CFC was really investing in the Biden family, that he held the Trump card, and that he was the one putting his family legacy on the line. He also said to me on May 17th, 2017, that CFC wanted to be my partner, to be partner with the Bidens. So there you go, folks. I just want to let you know, just to reiterate, I just had that audio clip right there. So I figured I would just play it for you. It was a little longer than I thought. I didn't actually intend for it to be that long. So so Timothy Tebolt is the guy that Tony Bobulinski was sharing information with. So Timothy Tebolt was supposed to be investigating Tony Bobulinski. He was supposed to be taking those phones that he showed you, and he was supposed to be the one investigating all the stuff that Tony Bobulinski just stated right there. And what did he do? He covered it up. 
And then he got caught covering up and he got fired. And who is the lawyer that represented a Timothy Tebolt? This guy, Mark Little. That's who represented Timothy Tebolt, who was supposed to be getting to the bottom of what Tony Bobulinski just said in that audio clip. So I don't know, folks. You tell me. I'm just telling you what I found. I'm back here connecting the dots. I'm going through all this stuff because something doesn't sound right to me. So this is Greg Price's Substack. And it's titled, I found disgraced FBI agent Timothy Tebolt's girlfriend's Twitter account is the FBI planning to intimidate Hunter Biden whistleblowers. So Greg Price, this was March 31st, 2023. She has tweeted prolifically in defense of the former special agent. While most are innocuous, a few of her posts raise some serious red flags. Her tweets contain specific and non-public information where she sh- where she suggests that the FBI is planning to respond to the whistleblowers that have come forward to congressional Republicans to expose the anti-Trump bias at the bureau and the censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop during the 2020 election. Her Twitter gives reason to believe that the FBI may be conspiring with T-Bolt to attempt to discredit and intimidate the whistleblowers, including by revealing their identities. As you may recall, Timothy Tebolt was one of the FBI agents who was in charge of the investigation into Hunter Biden's laptop, which the Bureau originally obtained in 2019. Last July, Iowa Senator Chuck Grassley announced that the FBI whistleblowers had come forward to his office alleging that Tebolt deliberately suppressed the Hunter Biden laptop investigation before the 2020 election. The whistleblowers also alleged a widespread effort within the FBI led by Tebolt to downplay or discredit negative information about Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden's former business partner, Tony Bobulinski, in an interview with Tucker Carlson last October, said that Timothy Tebolt never followed up with him or his lawyers after he presented evidence to the FBI that members of the Biden family committed multiple felonies. So just like you just like I said in the audio, that was Tony Bobulinski. That what he that's what he was talking about. He was supposed to and he was supposed to listen to Tony Bobulinski. He was supposed to be investigating Hunter Biden and and interviewing Tony Bobulinski. and, And he didn't. Because of the 2020 election. So he deliberately blew off Tony Bobulinski until after the 2020 election. That is election interference, my friends. And this is why I do not trust this entire IRS whistleblower thing that's going on. So people just need to be aware that something don't smell right here, folks. Something is not right. I don't know what it is, but I don't know why this guy who is essentially coming out, who is blowing the whistle on corruption involving the IRS and the investigations going into Hunter Biden is being represented by a lawyer that represented this guy, Timothy Tebolt, who essentially meddled in our election, and Yoel Roth, who colluded with the government to meddle in our election. So there you go, folks. That's all I have. I didn't put anything. I didn't prepare or anything. I just found this out. It was something I wanted to share with you so that you can get it as fast as possible. So I'm sorry if it was kind of messy and kind of uh, not really prepared. It was just something right off the top of my head. It's a point I think people need to pay attention to. And I think this is going to be an issue in the coming weeks because supposedly this whistleblower is supposed to be coming forward this week. And giving transcribed interviews to Jim Jordan in the House Oversight Committee. So I don't know. But just keep an eye on this. That's all I have for tonight. I know it's a quick show, but I want you guys to be prepared for what may happen. I just want you guys, I want my listeners to be informed. That's what this show is going to be for. I'm going to do my best to connect the dots. 
I'm going to do my best to give my listeners information so that you guys could be prepared for what's going on. And I don't trust this IRS whistleblower situation. I'm sorry. I just don't. So take it for what it's worth. I hope I'm wrong. Uh, you know, I hope I could say God bless this whistleblower for coming out and 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 proving that they're the the different treatment and the the investigations going into Hunter Biden are all corrupted and the entire DA's corrupted there in Delaware and the entire investigation is essentially being thwarted by corrupt DA's and attorney generals. I hope I hope I could say that, but I don't know. I just it doesn't make sense to me why that why someone coming out to blow the whistle on something like that would pick a lawyer that's representing somebody like Timothy Tebolt and Yoel Roth. It just doesn't make sense to me, folks. So I don't know. I hope I'm wrong. Oh, also, also, I wanted uh, also tomorrow I'm, I'm working on a huge project right now. Huge episode. This may be even this may even be like a two part episode. Um, one of them, I know there was this this big this big thing about the 51 Intel agents possibly being part of Biden's campaign. That is a big story. I'm probably going to do a show about that tomorrow. I'm going to I'm working on information for that right now. Again, connecting the dots getting the getting the information. I want to make sure I give you guys accurate information. It's not enough to be first because there's a few things we don't know in that situation yet. And what we don't know is the identities of the people that were connected to the Biden campaign. So once we have that information, then I will do a story on it connecting all the dots. And another thing I wanted to do a story on was essentially how we ended up here from the the 2020 election being rigged. How the 2020 election was rigged because I know for you for you leftists out there that you're pulling your hair out and your face is turning bloodshot that the election, the 2020 election wasn't rigged. It was rigged, folks. And I'm going to do a show explaining exactly how it was rigged. OK, between between uh, uh, law changes weeks and months before the election by people like Mark Elias and Perkins Coy, all the way up to ballot printing machines not working like in the latest debacle we've seen in Maricopa County where 50% of the printing machines stopped working conveniently. So that's I'm going to get into that, but that's taking a lot of research. I'm going to get you the audio. I'm going to get you all the information, all the valuable facts and, and information because I want the show I want the show not just to be about all the negative things from the Biden administration. We already know they're bad. Okay? We already know they're bad and but what I want to point out is the reason they are bad. I want to point out how we got here. Okay, from and how we got here was the 2020 election and all the things that happened up into the 2020 election and a little bit after the 2020 election. So that's what we're going to talk about. If you guys have any questions, you have anything you want me to look at or you want me to read something on the show, if you have something cool to say, just get a hold of me at Stephen Show at gmail.com. I'll read your email on the air as long as it's something uh as long as it's something i can read over the air i i will if it's something cool i'll definitely read it on the air and uh or if you just want to ask me some questions whatever it is that's steven toriello show at gmail.com also you can find me on twitter facebook all the social media platforms you can find this show this podcast on any podcast platform just make sure you share and follow the show share it with your friends and when you share it tell them to follow the show 
Tell them it's free. It doesn't cost any money, but it really helps the show out. It helps the algorithm. It gets all It gets the show out there to the masses a lot better when you have a lot of people following the show and downloading the podcast. So that helps out tremendously. So if you could do that for me, I would appreciate that. And uh, yeah, and like I said, you guys, you guys just, uh, if you have anything to say, get a hold of me. And I want you guys to have a great day. Have a great week. God bless you and God bless America. You guys have a good day. Bye-bye.